Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, May 14th, 2021. It has been 211 days since Tony nominations were announced. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini, <laughs> and silly us to think that we might actually get a Tony announcement this week. Dude, we'll, t- we'll talk about that in a second. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Yeah, we're idiots. What what absolute fools yes, we are. Yeah, what fools these mortals be. Um, Grace and I didn't talk about that at all on the show yesterday. Um, as far as like the weird announcements on whatever well, it wasn't day even that the was, I don't even know. It was Tuesday, but a bunch of like theater media people were tweeting like, "Yes, exactly." Just you wait, something big yeah, is like, coming that all yeah, these shows are going to plan I around. Hope you- I hope you get enough sleep for tomorrow's announcements. And it's like, what is happening? And, and, well, and, and it was phrased by a lot of them as like, there are going to be all these show announcements, but they're going to try to schedule all of those around this other yeah, big exactly. announcement. So, and we got and we got like the GMA release yeah, maybe stuff that was like ahead it. of time. We, well, I don't even think that was that. I think I think they're right. I think it was the MJ. Yeah, David um, Levy. David Levy tweeted us uh, yeah. when we were talking about it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I think David was right in that it was just like. Uh, probably should have, or you know, they were probably expecting more outrage about it. I mean, and it didn't happen. But regardless, it's still not like that big of a thing because we've known the musicals happening. Right. They're not. Prob- they're probably not going to back off of it. No, I. So yeah, here we are. I don't get it. And it, it, my problem isn't with that. It was just like they made it out to be something that it wasn't. So like, why are you? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's we're, it's nothing here or there. I think we're all really thirsty for show oh announcements, so and thirsty. we've forgotten how to. <laughs> we've forgotten yeah. how to work, except for all of us that have been working every single day of this pandemic on theater news. Because that's what we do. Uh, <laughs> that's what we do, baby. And we are going that's to con- yeah. We are going to continue great stuff over the weekend here in the podcast feed. The next episode of Jan Simpson's All the Drama. Um, will feature the great playwright Doug Wright talking about his play I Am My Own Wife. So you will get awesome. that in um, the Patreon feed on Saturday. And then on Sundays this week on Broadway, a really, really cool special. It'll be an episode celebrating the 50th anniversary of Godspell featuring members of the original cast. So I don't know which members uh, that is. James did not yeah. let me know, but that's as a pretty who is, good episode right there. Yeah, as somebody who has directed in a, uh, a production of Godspell, I know that like the original cast members, like those are the track names now. So like if you've ever done one, uh, done a production of Godspell, like chances are you know the tracks based off of some of these performers names assuming these are you know the same people or whatever but like that's just so cool to me i'm very excited to hear that episode coming out on sunday of course if you want to hear both of those episodes especially jan simpson's um head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio all right ashley let's let's talk about news Mm. another day another slate of broadway shows announcing when they will be returning to the stage let's take thursday's announcements in chronological order of when performances will begin. That means that first up, Moulin Rouge, the musical, announced that they would be returning to performances at the Al Hirschfeld Theater beginning on Friday, September 24th. They also announced that presumptive Tony winner Aaron Tveit should be multi-Tony winner Danny Burstein, Sahir Nagaju, Tam Mutu, Ricky Rojas, and Robin Herter will all be returning to their lead and supporting roles in the show. 
and Ashley Loren will be back as the Satine alternate. However, they did not announce who would be the principal Satine, as we know that Karen Olivo has stepped away from the role and Broadway mm-hmm. in general um, as a sign of, I guess, protest, I think, is a, is a way to describe it. I've sure. heard some rumors about people who've auditioned for Satine. Some of them are really interesting. Some of them are kind of head-scratching. But we'll see what happens when they finally announce who's going to play that part on Broadway beginning in September. Now, moving about a month and a half and 19 blocks north from the Hirschfeld up to Lincoln Center, LCT announced that the new LSD-inspired musical Flying Over Sunset will finally begin performances on November 4th with an opening night scheduled for December 6th, of course, at the Vivian Beaumont Theater. The show had previously been in rehearsals when last year's shutdown occurred. There was no official word if the previous stars, Carmen Cusack, Harry Hayden Patton, Erica Henningsen, Jeremy Kushner, Tony Yazbek, or any of the other cast members from the 2020 presumed production will return or not, but I kind of think that most, if not all of them, Mm -hmm. will be back. Lincoln Center also announced that the off-Broadway opera adaptation of Lynn Nottage's play, Intimate Apparel, which she wrote the libretto for, will now begin performances on January 13th, with an opening scheduled for two weeks later on the 27th. And finally, for today's uh, reopening announcements, the producers of Dear Evan Hansen announced that the Broadway production of the show will resume performances on December 11th, just a few days after the North American tour relaunches on the 7th. The West End production of the show will return to performances at the Noel Coward Theater on October 26th. No casting on those productions was yet announced. Now, those were all of the show announcements for dates and stuff. But we did have one (laughs) other bit of reopening news that we got on Thursday, Ashley. And it revolves around Hamilton, which, as we just mentioned a few seconds ago, was part of the GMA announcement back on Tuesday. They will be coming back on the first day possible, September 14th. However... In a New York Times interview yesterday, producer Jeffrey Seller confirmed that he will require all cast and backstage crew members to be vaccinated before they return to work. Now, actually, this one's tricky for me because my instinct Mm. is always to bristle at anything that an employer requires an employee to do that goes goes beyond the normal bounds of their job requirements. But I also want everyone to get vaccinated, and I know... Especially in in a Broadway show, and the uh, just in the nature of theater, but also in the close confines of a of a enclosed tiny Broadway backstage space, like being vaccinated, being vaccinated is a good idea. So I I'm honestly a little torn on how to feel about this. Yeah, I'm always of two minds for it, and primarily, I mean, one, the CDC announced on Thursday that you don't have to technically don't have to wear masks anymore indoors or outdoors if you're fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. which still wear a mask. Um, So this comes at the same time of that, uh, and thinking about like how shows are going to be going back on stage and what they're going to be requiring of both people in the theaters coming to see a show. If, if, you know, there's going to be any kind of requirement for vaccination there or how they're going to have their cast and crew vaccinated, if that's going to be a requirement. I think regardless, the biggest thing that needs to be discussed and continue to be discussed is just health and safety guidelines behind the stage. Because, I mean, that was the first thing we kind of talked about at the start of the pandemic and how – 
uns- unsafe to grotesque some of those conditions are. So clearly there needs to be a massive overhaul anyway. And, you know, if your production requires you to be vaccinated, that's one thing. But regardless, health and safety need to be a major conversation going forward to protect everybody. Yeah. So um, I'm getting this information from a tweet from I think it was Rob Russo who listed yeah. all of the shows that had been in performances um, on Broadway, but have not announced yet any returns. They are, there's eight of them currently, The Book of Mormon, Harry Potter, and The Cursed Child. They said they were coming back in 2022, but didn't give an exact date. So that's a little caveat for that one. Then we've got To Kill a Mockingbird, Hadestown, West Side Story, Girl from the North Country, The Lehman Trilogy, and The Minutes. Now, Ashley. Hi. I am noticing that of these eight shows, five of them have something very important in common. (laughs) Weird. I wonder who that could be. That might be putting a delay on their plans. That's Um, what I'm assuming. That's what I'm assuming at this point. Um, And I mean, there's technically, I mean, if you want to count Ain't Too Proud, they've announced their gala performance, but I don't know what that means. I think that's the restart. I don't know what they're doing there. Okay. I'm ass- I'm assuming that means they're going to continue performances after that because uh what was the other show? Moulin Rouge maybe that announced today that their first performance was technically going to be all for frontline workers. It was the day before oh, I opening. I think it was Moulin Rouge. I think the day before technical opening is going to be a dress rehearsal performance for all frontline workers. But I'm Interesting. not 100% if that was the show. It was one of them that announced today. Um, but yeah, as you said, there, those shows had already started performances. There's several more shows that haven't started performances that if either given like a vague spring 2022, fall 2021 date, like Clyde's. Um, but Again, those hadn't started performances yeah. yet. So I think I it's a list of th- like 12 or something that haven't really given official dates yet. Yeah, I think the Lehman trilogy, I think you might be a little, I don't think that had began performances, but it was certainly in rehearsals and getting ready um, to begin uh, sometime in March or April uh, of last I year. Think but- it, I think it had. I think it had it? done like four. I think it started okay. on like March 6th or 7th for previews. Okay. Either way, um, five of those eight shows are produced either entirely or uh, predominantly by Scott Rudin. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think what's interesting about these, the Book of Mormon has been running for a while and Scott is not the main producer on, sure. I think he's one of them. So I think there's other people who can step in. Um, the Lehman trilogy, he is only doing the Broadway version. Like I think Sonia Friedman did the, yeah. the London production. So I'm assuming she can step in if they want to do that here. But when you get to, to kill a mockingbird, West Side Story yeah, in the minutes, the, like the, those are the, the first two are especially the big, especially to kill a mockingbird. Well, I mean, especially yeah. both of those because they both had so much controversy around them and now yeah. even more so. Just with this general attachment. Yeah. Uh, shrug emoji on the rest of those. So we yeah, shall see. We'll find out. Yep. All right. So, Ashley, let's take a real quick break from the news to talk about our sponsor for this week, Upstart. We all know what an absolutely horrible experience it is to have to go through the process of paying off all your credit card debt, especially over the past year when we've all had to deal with issues relating to work and pay and all of that other rigmarole that the pandemic has brought on. But you don't have to do it all by yourself. Upstart is here to help you figure out the best way 
to get rid of all of your credit card debt. Yeah, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, you can get a simple fixed monthly payment with Upstart. Unlike other lenders, and there's way too many to look at to begin with, they look at more than just your credit score. They look at your income, your employment history. It only takes five minutes to get a rate check, and you see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. You receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. And as I said on yesterday's show, like they're not kidding. I checked them out using our special link. Um, and I got a quote for a rate and was pre-approved in like five minutes. So they're awesome. pretty much on the spot with that. That's great. You can find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and other certain information provided in your loan application. Once again, go to upstart.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's get back into the news, beginning with yesterday's announcement that Today Ticks would be launching an exclusive series of original concerts taking place at the iconic Tavern on the Green in Central Park. The first event will feature the great Ariana DeBose for one night only on May 15th, with Shoshana Bean playing the venue on June 8th and 9th. Tickets for both are currently on sale exclusively at Today Ticks. Yesterday, it was also announced that a virtual performance of Brooklyn the Musical, starring Diana DeGarmo, who led the show's national tour a decade and a half ago, um, Hamilton's Miguel Cervantes, one of my favorites, Taylor Armand Jones, Quentin Earl Darrington, Felicia Boswell, Tom Sesma, Nick Searley, and Lauren Molina, will stream on Broadway On Demand from June 4th through the 6th. I feel like we've been talking about Brooklyn a lot yeah, lately. Yeah, right? I was actually going to say that. Like, this is not the first time in the past year that Brooklyn has come up. No. But I'm exci- very excited to see this. And, you know, yeah. we, bo- we both keep talking how much we love Taylor Armand Jones. I mean, Yeah, she's, she's uh, the best. So I will definitely be tuning into that. And finally... The story that kind of broke the theater internet <laughs> for a got, while on Thursday. Nothing. Yeah. It's so weird. Okay, so it was revealed yesterday that the previously announced Megan Mullally led West End production of Anything Goes had gone through a bit of a casting shakeup, and the erstwhile Karen Walker had departed the production. As of recording time, no explanation given as to why. But Anything Goes Tony winner Sutton Foster will be replacing her as Reno. In the London production, the show will now begin performances at the Barbican Theater on July 23rd, about a month and a half after it had been previously announced, and it will run for a strictly limited 12-week run through October 17th, which, in theory, would give Sutton plenty of time to get back to New York and to get herself ready to begin rehearsals for The Music Man's December 20th first preview. But Ashley, I am kind of of the mind that I'm hoping that this is sort of like a sports trade <laughs> yeah, situation. Me too. That London gets Sutton as Reno and New York gets Megan Mullally as Marion the Librarian. That'd be great. I'd love that, personally. I mean, first off, if we thought Sutton was odd casting for Marion, <laughs> Megan Mullally would be I would ra- certainly the oddest. It would be oddest. I mean, I would prefer... I mean, I would not prefer, but like I would 
almost have cast her as Harold Hill before oh, I would cast her as Mary in the Librarian. Be, Can you imagine that? That'd be very fun. That I would, would be love very that. fun. So all this is like allegedly, and the reason why you said like, and we talked about this before actually starting recording, but like yeah. why it was actually shaking up the theater world is that it's still technically not confirmed. I don't really know how but to- confirmed. F- but confirmed because they changed it on their Twitter and Facebook. Um, like, profile picture put it in the description put it everything cut megan malali out completely and then they changed it back and you had uh baz over in london tweeting about it (laughs) it's just it's a mess and now like any link about it um as we discovered like the facebook announcement from the anything goes uk page has been deleted so it's announced but unannounced but official it it was announced and then unannounced (laughs) um so who knows I mean, honestly, I would not be surprised if Megan Mullally got like a TV gig and like had to b- had to bounce or something. Like, I would imagine that's what it has to do with. I and would so they, love to see that, though. I'm I know, disappointed. I know. Maybe she'll do it again sometime. I mean, she, yeah. you know, you never know what she's going to do. But either way, we will see what happens. I'm still waiting to see the actor to be named later in the trade situation there. <laughs> uh, all right, real quick, I've got two recommendations for you, and they are both performances by stage and screen favorites. The first is an Entertainment Weekly ex- exclusive, and it's a new song from the um, Jody Picolet and Timothy Allen uh, McDonald musical Breathe, which was actually uh, conceived and inspired by the COVID pandemic. Um, and it stars this performance, um, real life husband and wife and friend of the show, Patty Murin and her husband, Colin Donnell. Um, I saw Patty tweet about this. This was the first time she was singing a song about being a parent after having become a parent. Um, oh, so cute. yeah, so that's very cool. So we will have a link, um, to that as well. And then the other one is another one of my favorites. Like she, her and Taylor Ramon Jones are up yes. there at the top. Um, Krista Rodriguez, who the uh, New York Times very cleverly uh, mentioned in a headline this week, Krista with a Y is playing Liza with a Z. <laughs> of course, as we've talked about, Krista is playing Liza Minnelli. No, because Liza with an S goes not Z. <laughs> um, so she is playing Liza Minnelli in the Netflix series Halston. And yesterday, Playbill had a look at Krista Rodriguez performing the aforementioned song Liza with a Z as part of a cabaret act in the show. Um, I, Chris is just absolutely delightful. I love She's her. She's great. She doesn't necessarily sound or look like Liza to me. Yeah. But, but she like looks and or like moves and emotes like Liza. I was going to say, as long as the manner- mannerisms are there, then. I'll yeah, they did that. something with her eyes to make her like those. Liza 70s baby doll eyes. Mm. Um, so that's very, that like, that's a very Liza thing, but that's very cool. Um, obviously this show is yet another Ryan Murphy series that has theater, uh, connections. Also, uh, Ewan McGregor, um, plays the titular yeah. designer, uh, Halston. David Pitu is in the cast as well. It will premiere, um, well, today, Friday, uh, May 14th. Uh, on Netflix and since it's Netflix I'm assuming you get the entire season so there you go 
All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. Don't forget Jan Simpson's All the Drama with Doug Wright discussing his Pulitzer Prize winning play, I Am My Own Wife in the Patreon feed. Maybe a little teaser in the regular feed. I'm not sure. Um, and that's on Saturday. And then on Sunday this week on Broadway will be a special episode dedicated to the 50th anniversary of Godspell. Anyway, have a wonderful weekend, everybody, and we will be back to talk to you on Monday. <laughs>